I'm Behumet. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to the monologues. This time on the monologues, we end our three-part Halloween series with the winner of our Halloween poll, and we give a brewer a chance for redemption. Drum roll, please. Yeah, dude, it's not in our budget to have a drum roll, <laughs> That's not going to happen. All right, all right, all right. Well, the winner is Alien Isolation, and we're giving New Holland Brewing a second shot with their Ichabod Pumpkin Ale. So... As always, let's start it off. Let's crack it open and dive on in. And I'm not even a big pumpkin guy, but you know what? It's festive, baby. And my game won. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I was was watching it, and the other two were so close. You have no idea. I was like, the boys never did it, but I kept telling them, like, tell their other parents to vote. (laughs) But they didn't matter because they're like, no, we're going to tell them to vote. We're going to tell them to vote uh, Little Nightmares. Yeah. And I'm like, no, Alien Isolation. They're like, no, Little Nightmares. I was like, so it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have helped me. Had they actually got them to vote, they probably would have won. <laughs> but it was a close poll, though, right? I mean, it would have, it the, may have actually mattered. <laughs> yeah. No, it was close. Uh, and like I said, the other two practically tied, and they were not far behind. So that's another thing. I thought how it was really weird how close all the games were. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just shows that, uh, you know, w- we actually put some stuff up there that people were interested in. So that's good, at least. And, you know, gives uh, two a chance to come back for next year for uh, their chance at redemption. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I mean, the, the only thing is, it's kind of crazy. You know, I thought it would actually be easier to not only the beer in the game, but to pick like choices. Dude, there's so many. Yeah. So once we actually started looking and like, even as it got further into the season, you know, cause we started this a little bit earlier, I had this picked super early. I didn't give the beer much thought. I just grabbed something that kind of stood out. That was, and I, and you said, we're giving that brew another chance. And when I first grabbed it, I wasn't even thinking I knew new Holland kind of <laughs> like sounded familiar, but I wasn't really thinking about it. This is our first repeat brewery. And it's not even, I think their dragon's milk is like a, Oh, it's like a kickoff. I don't think it's exact same, but it is under probably the same roof. I would have to assume. Right. So I'm catching a little bit of pumpkin smell off of there. Not a ton, just no, a little. And it doesn't seem like the spice either. It just sounds it smells like almost just like actual pumpkin. Right. Yeah. It's not not pumpkin spice. It is pumpkin. I'm smelling. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So that's a uh, very aily, just a little bit of pumpkin to it. Yeah. It's not like overbearing. No. No. It's just got a. It's just got a the right amount of pumpkin to it. But yeah, it's mostly just a good ale. Yeah. No. I. I I'm digging this. It's a nice, like, amber, amber red color, too. Looking at it. Very fall, autumn color. Oh, yeah. Beer. Yeah. Let's, For like, sure. let's get some, like, uh, sweater, like, hoodies on, you know, be around yeah. an outdoor fire and drinking one of these. Yeah. No, Definitely. I, that's that color setting it. So, my only, my only thing is so the person that, uh, you know, like, I always go to, to like kind of pick out beers or the, like the place I go to, you know, I was looking through all these. Mm-hmm. When I grabbed this, the guy informed me that the old uh, graphic on it was actually like a headless horseman. He said it was like way cooler. I'm like, dude, why did they get off of that? They should have stuck with it. It's not that the can looks bad though, as it is today. I mean, no, no, you're not wrong. I actually like the way the can looks. That's one thing I was going to say is the design in this can is actually fairly cool. And if it looked better in the past, I'd be surprised. You should look at it. I, there's a, there is a picture of it. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, when I typed it in on the website, it popped up. 
It is. It's pretty cool either way. (laughs) But yeah, so this is our finale to, dude, this is our finale to like the holiday season, which I think it went really well. I mean, I think, well, (laughs) I say that we we didn't have a whole lot of fun on Resident Evil, but not, I was scared you weren't, but no, but this game, this game, it did bring it back. Um, so I think this is the episode of Redemption all around because we got into our Halloween series and Senua, uh, you know, that wasn't as, uh, I guess, scary of a game as we were maybe thinking it was going to be because from the outside looking in, that game looked terrifying. I mean, but when you got into the gameplay, it was not terrifying it was just it was a different kind of fear inducing not fear inducing i guess just fear because i still think it was there was some fear to it because as soon as i pictured myself playing that game alone (laughs) i just like that kind of gives me the willies like her being behind me talking or looking at me i don't i don't know it was still there was still a fear but not like especially with the traditional yeah but not the traditional fear you know like, yeah, th- somebody whispering in your ear constantly, like, oh my God, somebody is literally just behind you, tapping you on the shoulder, telling you what to do or <laughs> mis- misguiding you. Right. Yeah, it, it was it was tense. It was a very tense game, but it wasn't it wasn't like a jump scary type game, whereas what we thought with Resident Evil was that was definitely going to be just a all out jump scare horror pack game because that's Resident Evil and that's what they're supposed to do. But it, it that, wasn't. Well, it, it, it was a little me. It was. It had a few jump scares. It was pretty creepy to me. But this one, this so, one. <laughs> okay, so for me, it delivered on both the jump scares and the atmosphere of a horror game. The music that they use in there guides you to feel like you're constantly in danger. It's a panic. Yeah. Like the first time, which I know we didn't start early on. We'll go back to the story, but when you first have the alien encounter yeah and you said you knew to like be quiet and stealth my ass just ran around trying to figure out how like rushed yeah <laughs> i didn't play it like the stealth game that you're supposed to play it i yeah. just took off running dude the the beat picks up with like your heartbeat it, it creates panic the way it oh, does yeah. it, it like dude it starts creating panic and i was like oh my like i knew something was coming like what do i do <laughs> yeah and i died but we'll get into that yeah so there's a lot to get into this game, I think, uh, even though we may not have actually even got that far into the game, uh, because kind of looking at it, the, the gameplay for just like a rushed playthrough is looking like 18 hours is from what I've seen online all the way up to if you do like completionist runs like 32 hours. So it's a it's a fairly substantial game for being a horror game. Uh, horror games are typically like 10 to 12 hours only. So this is a, a lot longer game for being a horror game. I don't know that. People are going to sit there and want to play it all at one time uh, with that length, right? It's one of those where you're going to, you know, want to take a break because it's it's it gets real intense. Well, and it's like you're so alone. Yeah, that dead space feel like that. But I'll, I'll get into that. But before we backtrack to the storyline, you said how it like delivered on all these levels. The most impactful thing to me was the it's like that dead space quiet and you just hear things off in the distance randomly mm-hmm. you just hear little you know things on the ship like dude it was kind of creepy and you just felt like you were 100 percent alone and then you get okay we just have to backtrack to the story so the plot of this of so the storyline is this takes place 15 years after the first movie which was like in 86 or something not not saying that that, that would put it at like you know 2001 or whatever but just saying like storyline wise for the plot of the movie this takes place 15 years after and I, you're like ripley's daughter like ripley jr right 
And you kind of put yourself in this working situation to be where the last known transmission was of your mom. Yeah, they recovered the flight recorder from the Nostromo ship that Ripley from the movie was on. And they have taken it to a space flight station where it's kind of like a just general hub. Like you would have like an airport in space um, and you're going there to recover it and uh, chaos ensues. Horror yeah. ensues. <laughs> yeah. So what is it? The ship's messed up and you can't dock, right? Or the, the station's messed up and you can't dock at first. Yeah. So when you and first go there, you're trying to hail them and nobody's responding. And you can kind of see from the outside that the uh, the ship is kind of in disrepair. Um, nobody had uh, told you on your way there that they were uh, uh, decommissioning uh, Sebastopol, the, the space station that you're going to. So that's why this, this space station is in disrepair. But there's other things that have happened uh, while they were decommissioning the space station. So it is even further in disrepair than it probably should have been. Right. And so so we went on our little trifecta. We went, what, the episode with our wives, which I think was fun, and that was a good time. And that's, I think we all enjoyed that enough. And I think the ladies definitely enjoyed it enough. I could see us, we're going to probably do another one. Yeah. You know, and make it another holiday, probably. I think we really all enjoyed that. And then to go into the Resident Evil the middle episode, other than, you know, like that, the kind of hillbilly, whatever it, to, it did to me what I thought it was going to do it to me. It was, I would not want to play that game by myself. <laughs> like, absolutely. <laughs> and then we went to this game and this game is just enough sci-fi and s- impactful, quiet, scary. And those like built up moments, but not like overdone. And, and I like sci-fi. So it worked out really good. I could pl- I played this by myself and didn't make Bailey. So you sat through some of it and I would tell her, you know, but my view on this game was so different once I got into it and for a couple things, a couple of reasons. And, you know, we kind of talked prior to recording, you know, I did not realize this was from 2014. Yeah. And the graphics were so close that it was like, they weren't 2014 graphics, but they weren't 2020 graphics. So, so I, I was yeah. kind of placing it in my head, like maybe 2018. I didn't know, especially when you compare it to Resident Evil, which was 2018. I think, I think this game actually had better graphics. <laughs> it definitely had better graphics than Resident Evil. Uh, that I will give it a hundred percent. It, it did for sure. Um, the graphics are, were not up to par with what I would say for today. Like if you go and look at what we looked at with, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, even right. that was 2018, it wasn't even close to being on par with that. Uh, but for 2014, had we reviewed this in 2014, I think our minds might've been blown with what they were able to do <laughs> back then. Uh, it, it looked good for the time. But today, I think there's a little bit that's left to be desired. You know, when you get up close with the the alien, you kind of start to see uh, some of the um, cartoonish effects uh, that they're that they're using on the alien itself, um, and, and then some of the uh, people look a little bit flat. the The moisture that they have on the on the faces of people, the sweat, just seems a bit overdone in the the shading, the lighting. It just hits it too much. It's too it's looks like everybody's like soaked, like they just got out of a pool. Not not like they're sweating, but like they just literally yeah. got out of the shower. It's like, um, oh, I mean, to me, it was, isn't that when the Dragon Age game we played came out too? Um, Cause it kind of fit that almost kind of graphic style, except for maybe obviously this was less complex, but you know, you know, you didn't have the long, uh, views, you know, it was all enclosed. So I think kind of mm-hmm. easy, I think that's what makes it a little easier to have, you know, the controlled like views and stuff. But so that the the time frame threw me off the age of the game. I didn't realize that till we like literally sat down tonight. And then another thing that threw me off was I really got the vibe at first that you weren't going to be able to really fight much. It was going to be more like an exploring survival game and not almost like Call of the Sea, 
which we we bring that game up way too much <laughs> than we should. But like, you know, whatever. I didn't think until I started finding revolver ammo and the the buttons were kind of janky with like how you go into like your med kit and stuff. I did I did not like that. So yeah. from your med kit to the torch, there's no like there's no like um unequip or whatever, but it wants to stay stuff on stuff. They have that problem too. Yep. Yeah. That was super annoying. And so until I found the revolver ammo, I really thought, man, this game's not not gonna give you much. You know, because you can't do much. But then once I realized, like, you can hit with the wrench thing, you can shoot with the gun. Like, you know, once I found a revolver, it did. The more I played the game, the more I got into it. And I also didn't expect at face value that you'd be dealing with humans where it's a big problem just as much as the alien. Yeah. Or bigger. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. So I guess earlier in the game, the the people that you run into are the bigger problem. Uh, and then you start getting introduced to other inhabitants of the ship, um, you know, because so there are still people left on the ship after whatever happened, happened. And those people have turned on each other and nobody trusts anybody. And so you're an outsider and nobody knows who you are. They don't the the ship is big enough that they don't know who each other is. You know, they're they're all factioned off and just trying to stay alive. So they're pretty hostile to whoever. And then you have another set of things that you run into, which are androids. Um, they're basic androids. They're uh, called working Joes. But those start off being not hostile whatsoever. And then as you go farther, they become very hostile and uh, pretty pretty difficult to kill. They're They're one of those things that... They're so numerous that you can't really kill them and fighting them causes more of them to come. Uh, and they're really pretty strong. Uh, so it's one of those things you just have to hide, run and hide from them because they don't, they don't run chase after you. They will follow you, but they won't run and chase after you. So you have to like get their mechanics and run and hide from them and wait for them to give up. And then there is the alien who is, Who's ever present, yeah, (laughs) who's ever present and doing any action uh, could potentially summon the alien if it's too loud, so. Yeah, and like the, you know, so one thing I read too was that they wanted to have more of a, like the original movie feel instead of like an action-packed one, like the second movie was like, you know. And I actually kind of enjoy that. I like that that it because it does make it such a bigger deal when he comes. You're not just fighting hordes of them. Yeah. It's just the one always lurking around. Yeah. Like I said, so, okay, so you end up on the station and uh, you're, you're, you try to hail them. Like you said, we'll try to get back on the track here. So you try to hail them. They don't answer. You're going to what cable down through space and to, to dock this thing. Yeah. And then this big, I mean, what even caused it? Like an explosion in place of the ship comes off. Something happens. Yep. Breaks your tether. You end up on the station and that's where you, is it right? I'm trying to think. It's not immediately you meet Axel, right? It's a little after. It's a little after. Yeah. So so you go down to the ship with two other people uh, that you're traveling with from the company that sends you, which is like the parent company of the Nostromo ship. Uh, it's the, what is it? Whalen something like that. I, I can't quite remember the name of it. I, you'll have to forgive me. I don't know the names of this stuff by heart because I, I've never actually seen the Alien movies. So What? Yeah. So I don't actually know the story or anything like that. I've never seen the movies. Um, Did you ever I'm watch going, Prometheus? I watched Prometheus. That's the only movie I've ever seen in this whole franchise. Dude, and that thing got like a bad rap. I love that movie. 
it was a pretty, I thought it was a decent movie. Um, that, but that is literally the only alien movie that I've watched. Other than that, I've not seen any of those movies. Uh, I, I, it's just me being me, man. I don't watch very many movies. You don't watch movies. Like we, yeah, we all know. Trust so. me. <laughs> it's a disaster. So It's not a disaster. I don't have time for that crap. I got too much other stuff to do. Um, this being one of those other things I've got to do. So <laughs> you're welcome, but <laughs> thanks sir. Uh, but you know, so I, I did actually want to come at this game from a, a person who's never actually watched the alien movies, but did want to see what, you know, the game still had to offer, not knowing the full arc of the, the story that has been told before. So I'm familiar with the, the lore in pop culture as far as what the alien is and you know, all of that, but it goes a little bit too. So it's sci-fi. So obviously I'm instantly attracted, but the only, the thing with is I'm not a big horror guy. So, you know, aliens have never been like one of my top movies. I've seen them. It's been a while, but this is actually what it did to me. This is the difference between you and me. I rented aliens, the second one, uh, and watched it like last weekend, Yeah, you know, and I, I, we had something going on, so I didn't even catch all of it like a hundred percent but like i enjoy those movies i like i said i really enjoy prometheus and i've talked about this was i think the guys like ridley scott or whoever does those he is a fan of strong female leads right you see it with sigourney weaver you see it with the chicken prometheus uh so that that pulls me to it like instantly so the the weird things that i do know despite ha- never having watched the movies is that ridley scott only did the first one and prometheus uh all the ones in between he never did and that's why they're so different from the first one that's so that's why they lean more on the action heavy side okay yeah he didn't want anything to do with the them because they veered so much from his original ideas. My okay, understanding, I did, I did of not that. know that. Yeah, so I, I could oh, be completely wrong, but I do know that he was only involved with the first and Prometheus. That's it. So interesting. Yep. Well, anyway, yeah. So you you end up on there and you end up running into uh, a, a pretty scared slash paranoid slash crazy guy, Axel, thinks his name. And only because you have a ship does he really not kill you. I mean, honestly, like everybody, it's like anarchy. Everybody on the ship is just kind of like if you're not part of the group, it's like The Walking Dead. Like <laughs> it's it's almost like The Walking Dead you know, season eight or whatever. Like it's, it's right. not the beginning of the zombies. It's like the end where everybody's like, no, fuck everybody else. Shoot anybody you see that you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the tips on the loading screens are a bit uh, misleading in that. So like the, you know, they scroll the tips on the screen, just like most games do where they'll tell you little tidbits about everything. So that's where you'll, you know, you'll learn that the working Joes are not typically hostile, but it doesn't mean that they're not dangerous. Um, and that the alien can hear, uh, things better than other type, the, than androids or humans. And, but it also will tell you like, not all humans are hostile. I have not found that to be the case, uh, other outside of one human that I've ran into just now. And it's, you know, uh, pretty, pretty far into the game. Well, not pretty far, but pretty in my run of the game, it's at the very end of where I've, I'm ending this before we come into review. So I didn't actually find anybody who was friendly until a a little bit later. There was nobody, uh, you know, Axel was all but going to shoot you in the face. So almost the entire time until you saved him. Right. Which how crappy is that? You save the dude right before he gets killed. (laughs) He was like, what does that make sense? Yeah. You save him to have him just stabbed through the spine by the alien. What? 20 seconds of sprinting later. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And his instant reaction, you know, uh, I wouldn't say they put like a, dr- a lot of drama and effects into it, but you kind of get it because 
So you, you have to both work together to open the store. You're just really trying to work yourself through the ship. And the only reason he's teaming up with you is because you've told him you have a ship, you know, waiting. You can get a hold of him. You guys can escape together. That's the only reason that dude's with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you sneak past some humans. At this point, he's told you about the monster. But it's like, so for you, like never seen the movies, had you had zero, you know, idea of what Aliens was, you know, you would just have this kind of built up situation like what are they what is going on on this ship you know what i mean i could see it being if you had no intelligence about aliens i could see it actually being like even better you know what i mean like the build up to it but obviously you know the culture you know so you kind of know what aliens are or whatever right but you both have to be on the other side of this thing of course and you open the door and you see someone coming up behind him and so you try to holler for him he gets attacked and you sprint around and you attack him with the wrench and you, and he's, he, he doesn't even come up and say a word he does with the end of his gun. Like he just goes, <laughs> he, you save him. He pops up before that other human can stand up, he shoots him in the head and you're like, Oh my God, why did you do that? And he's like, they were going to kill him. You, you saved me. Right. Uh, this isn't even a choice. This isn't an option. You know, it's kill or be killed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's not even what that's the crazy part is why are all these people so, so fast forward into the, like the breakdown of society so quickly? Like, uh, I, yeah. I mean, it's pure anarchy. So that's one thing I, I don't quite understand how a lot of this writing goes because you see this Sir number in, two, by the way. Yeah. Really? Already? Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Sweet. It's going down smooth. It, it is. It is pretty nice. I've got just a few sips left on mine. But as I was saying, that's where I, I kind of get lost in a lot of the writing that they, they do in both like TV and, and games and stuff like that, movies even, where it's this post-apocalyptic look on, on societies and how they break down um, into utter chaos. And it's like this zero lack of humanity. Uh, like people aren't, aren't uh, have zero humanity and, and are ultimately all evil. And I don't know, I, the, uh, I guess the cynic in me always kind of sees the, the bad in people first, but even still, I tend to look at that and say, you know, after a couple weeks of, you know, n- no connection to the outside world, I don't know that that entire spaceship would have all of the humans running around just murdering everybody else. Right. That's what I'm saying. And so, yeah, you, so the cynic in you can see it and I get that. But here's here's why I get that though. I have such a different view about every time this stuff happens in any show or movie. To me, it's always fifty fifty in the big scale of things. Fifty percent of people are going to turn into douchebags. Fifty percent of people, there you go. Oh yeah. Fifty percent of people, you know, are going to be decent human beings. That's and I don't. That's like, how do you know that number? Well, I'm not God or anything. I don't know that number. I'm not the creator of the universe. I'm just simply saying, like, I I just see it so split. I think some people lean that way. Some people don't. And I I cannot see the ship that quickly. I mean, how long has it been that this has had a problem? I mean, you read the computer logs on the game and it's not like it's been years. No, it's been a couple of weeks at most. I mean, maybe that's why it's such pandemonium. I don't know. So, yeah, like I think as you get further into the game, you start running into characters or logs that they leave where they're talking about it's only been a week. Um, you'll even get a, a transmission. Um, oh, so as you're coming up, you do get a garbled transmission coming out of um, Sevastopol from the um, uh, the marshal there. Marshall Waits, I think it is. But uh, anyways, you get a, a garbled transmission that comes out from him. You don't really hear anything, but as you go further into the game, you actually get to hear what that transmission was. And when you listen back to that transmission, if I remember correctly, he actually only tells you that it's only been about a week or so that they 
they've been without any communication whatsoever, that their communication systems have been severely damaged for about a week and they need you to relay a message out to somebody else, a long range communication to get help. How wild is that? Yeah. Just complete societal collapse in one week. I don't, one week. I don't get that. It seems like a, a story breakdown from the plot. Like the variable isn't that just society collapsed. It's that this aliens running around the ship too, though. So maybe that's why everybody's in such panic. Cause they just don't, I mean, I guess if you had this creature that you could not stop and just kept attacking it randomly, may, maybe the fear is just so high level. I don't know. Or do at some point you just become numb to it? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think other other things have taken that same concept of the unknown attacker who silently picks off people, or not even silently, just picks off group members in front of the group even. The sharks at the Indianapolis when it went down. I mean, that's like those people, some of them just would swim out away and give up. How crazy is that too? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... I, I don't know. I, I, I still believe that people would still end up cooperating. Like you're going to end up with larger factions than, than just like a group of four or five people, you know, trying to fend for themselves. You're going to, it's just, uh, to me, that's just human nature. I think so too. No, I, I absolutely think so too. You're going to group together it to, that's your best chance for survival. That's always been the humanistic chance for survival is a, a larger group. It's never been uh, a solitary member. Right. I mean, you even look at like herd creatures when they get attacked. I mean, they, they bunch together, you know, face outward. You know what I mean? Like that's, right. you, you, they don't just split off and sack in three or four people, three or four buffalo or three or four zebras, you know, like. Or whatever, you know, they don't scatter, not, you know what I mean? They try to stick together as much as possible. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think you're right. I, but that's not how this game goes. And so no. you blow, the guy blows his face off, whatever, which there's no blood, by the way, in that when he shoots him, which that kind of bothered me, but whatever. So I, I wonder if that's a decision because it's a, it's a, so it wasn't developed, but it's a, it's published by Sega, but it was developed by Creative Assembly. I would can have we just to make imagine. that a point real quick. What's can that? We, Go for can it. Can we just address that really quick? Yeah. We played Resident Evil. Capcom, and maybe it's just because of our age, because <laughs> I don't think younger people will get this because why this stands out to me. We went Capcom and then Sega. You don't even hear of these publishers really anymore. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't hear about these companies anymore. Yeah. That's a big deal to me. That was like who ran, that's who ran the show when we were kids. For sure. I mean, uh, those two, those were two of the biggest game makers all throughout the nineties. I think I owned almost every Sega. I mean, I owned a Sega Genesis. Uh, I owned almost every Sonic game. You know, I was a huge Sega fan. Um, Capcom, Street Fighter, all of that. I don't know. I guess they've gone almost the way of the dinosaur, the way. Of <laughs> yeah. That is a little sad. Now that you say it like that, I want this to be a sad episode, but that is a little sad. You're right. They've not really kept up with the times a whole lot. But that is to say, like the people that they're working with. So Creative Assembly is the developer that they're working with um, for, it looks like the, the core game and uh, Feral Interactive is the people that did the port over to the Switch. And those are two actually fairly old uh, game developers, um, with creative assembly being 34 years old or something like that. So yeah. fairly, fairly well established. Like, yeah. 87 dude. That's my yeah. age, bro. Yeah. So I <laughs> yeah, mean, <laughs> dude, that's, that's my birth year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so they're, they've been around I'm now a, while. a dinosaur. <laughs> if you're a dinosaur, sir, I'm still 
I've still got some years on you. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy to me, too. Like, uh, the missus, you know, which now people have met her if they listen to the show. She's, <laughs> she's just, It's weird to hear her perspective on 30 versus dudes. And I don't know if it's because I saw Gran Torino and I'm just like, no, I can't wait to get old as shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can finally sit down and not have to go do anything unless it's to grab more beer. You know what I mean? But she's just like, you're old now. Like, 34 is not old. I want to be 64. <laughs> like, minimal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to be 64 tomorrow. You know, like, <laughs> everybody's uh, freaking out. They're like, why would you want to just lose 30 years of your life? Because that's when I can finally be done working. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, let's just, let's just sit down. Let's just sit down and not have anything to do besides maybe go to the grocery store just sometime this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the one thing I got to do this week is get the newspaper at the end of the drive, maybe drink some beer on the front porch. You know, and then go to the grocery <laughs> store because we need bread and eggs. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You look at that Gran Torino, and and uh, Clint never stopped moving. That dude was always working on something. So, but it was all his own stuff. Though. You know, that's For sure. not that's not to do list. That's like your own interest list. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah. have a podcast episode come out every single day when we're that old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think at that age, your interests go down to just your lawn and house maintenance. So yeah, simplistic and awesome. I like it. Why be complicated? <laughs> if that brings you joy, that's awesome. I, you know what I mean? For sure. But <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> huge tangent about our age over this ancient freaking developer, which, like I said, I, for 2014, I mean, you think that's what, seven years ago? I The game's not bad looking for that old. You know, we've said no. that about a couple of games. Like, and it still managed to do what it was meant to do. I mean, it was still a scary game for me in 2014, even with the the graphics being a little bit behind what they could be today. Still yeah. does well. And you can't do better on the the sound, I don't think. I don't think it gets any better than what it was. No, they did a good job of making, like I said, it makes you feel alone and scared and chillless. So Yeah. So yeah, so Axel blows the guy's face off. Again, I'll repeat that. <laughs> and, then, and then the... The, the I guess it's kind of their little gang people come in the door you were just at. Yeah. And so you're like, run, you know, the Axel's like, run, we got to go. And you run. And for some reason, they don't follow you, which is fine. You know, you know, whatever. But then you end up in this little cut scene and there's some stuff, you know, dripping on the dude, which I, I haven't watched the aliens recently, but I always thought that was like acid that kind of they usually spit out, but it doesn't. And the guy touches it and it's just like ooze, you know, which, yeah, like I said, I watched the second one. I haven't watched the first one in a really long time. I mean, it's been so long, I don't even remember a whole lot of it. I just remember, like, what, Sigourney Weaver or whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, you know, and then he just gets impaled to the back, and your objective updates, and it's to, like, get to the tram or whatever. Right. Yeah, so the whole time you're with Axel, you're trying to get to the, the comms tower, which that's why he's taking, that's where he's taking you so that you can hail your ship. And when he's stabbed in the back, you've now got to make it there on your own and when well so the difference between you and me is so you just like said you crept everywhere yeah so as soon as that alien jumped down and stabbed him in the back instead of like doing anything i crouched down and went underneath the table that was right between <laughs> us yeah and so the alien didn't see me like it came over the top of the table and just like it, it came over and looked over but it didn't see me and then just went back out and then went went wherever it went i Whoa, didn't see where dude, went. our experiences are totally different i never yeah. saw him oh you didn't no, what happens is, okay, so if you just take off running, yeah, nothing is triggered until you hit the switch to call the tram. I discovered this after dying like three times. 
Like, <laughs> where the hell do I go? I just trying to kept trying to call the tr- the tram. If you call mm-hmm. that tram and you're not in hiding, that picks up that beat, that you know, and you're like, oh my god, you know, something's gonna get me. Like I knew it was coming, but I had no way to stop it. I was like, what do I do? After like the third time, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna hit the button and hide. Yeah. And so I never saw him. That whole speed up and sound goes away if you just hide the whole time after you hit the yeah. button. Yeah. And then it just comes. And then I was still scared to get up and take off running because I figured he'd get my ass, but I did. I like just stood up and just sprinted for the tram, hit the button, and left. And I was like. Okay, that's how you get past that part. I didn't know if you crouched down and hid, you would see that alien. Yeah. So what I, I did. I kind of want to replay that part. Yeah, I know. It was pretty cool. Like I only you saw see his tail go ass. over the top of the thing and everything uh, over the top of the table, like where you're. Ha- so yeah, when that happened, my first instinct, I don't know why, was just crouch. It's like hide. <laughs> so I, I ducked. And, uh, and luckily, uh, one of the cool things that they did with this game is like, not only can you crouch, but once you crouch. If you're going up underneath something, you can like hide underneath desks, hide underneath tables. So I just happened to slip underneath the table that we were near and the aliens kind of looked over the top of the table and you could see its tail come over the top of the tail uh, table at me and everything. And then Dude, it, that's way cooler. Yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. And then it fucked off to the other room where the tram <laughs> was. Um, and, uh, I've kind of went up. I crept out over where, where the tram was and just watched it like stomp around for a while. What? Yeah. It just stomped around crazy open. Dude, if you just take off running, this is what happens. Take off running. You hit the button. The sound picks up. If you just keep running around, it has like multiple different like death cutscenes. Yeah. So it'll impale you from behind. Sometimes, sometimes it'll throw you down and then you see the full view of it. It comes at you and then just like kills you. Yeah. I experienced both of those before I got it right, but yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I never, the whole, what you're talking about, I didn't get to like see him walking around shit. That's cool as hell. I never saw that. Yeah. So yeah, I watched him stomp around. I waited for him to go kind of off in a different direction. Once I couldn't see him and I didn't think he could see the tram area anymore. I walked down to where that door was, hit the button to call it and uh, just sat there and waited all crouched and, and it came. I walked on, hit the button to go and left. He never came. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually run into him, run into him other than like, he was pretty damn close when I was underneath that table. Yeah. That's, that's actually sounds really cool. And you know, I ne- until that whole like dead space sound effect, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how fitting the name is. Isolation. You, you, yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, you are isolated. Like it makes total sense. I kind of thought they were playing on the fact that like isolated, you know, you're in isolation with the alien, but now I think it's just like, you're alone. Like you're, yeah, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, that is the very feeling alone. you get. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is, <laughs> yeah. Which is way scarier. Like, you feel more alone than, like, the re- even, and it's okay. So, like, I never fought the alien, you know, like, you don't really get that chance, or I never, I didn't get that chance where I got to yet. Um, you can't you know, fight the alien. Okay, you're right. I didn't, <laughs> Just letting right. you know. Okay, and I didn't think you really could, Um, but my point was, like, Resident, that's one of the big, my big, pro- like, cons with Resident Evil 7. Like in this game, you can bash the other humans in the face and kill them and like get around them or whatever, which it's, it's, yep. they have guns and they'll shoot the piss out of you. So it's usually easier to a stealth, yep. but you do what you got to do to survive. Right. Yep. But the, the thing that bothered me with Resident Evil 7 so much was there was no point to have a gun or weapons. We talked no. about that. Yep. It made no sense. Like zombies in the first Resident Evil. And I always go back to that because the first one I talked about that before the first one, second one was pretty decent. And the fourth one were really good. Your accuracy and your quick thinking and, you know, stealth mattered. Mm-hmm. It does not matter in Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. No. Not really. 
your, your stealth does a little bit, but like when you get attacked by the, the girlfriend or whatever, it doesn't really, I mean, you unload your entire clip. It doesn't, she's not dying. It's stupid. Yeah. So yeah. the alien could kind of be in that sense, but except, except the way they do the whole humans are such a bigger deal. And you know, you're like trying to avoid this alien, which to, for whatever my sci-fi interest makes more sense to me why you can't kill the freaking alien. You know, like yeah. I like that encounter so much better than the hillbilly Joes, you know, but when, like I said, so like when I figured out how you could attack and get that revolver, the game started getting better to me because I knew it wasn't, you could, you gotta, you gotta be stealthy, but you also, you can fight too in some situations and get out. You know what I mean? You're right. And the alien's not always a threat. Like that, right. the hillbilly Joe's like always after your ass. The yeah. alien, well, he is omnipresent. He's not like always chasing your ass down. He is there. And if you make too much of a, of a, me- of a noise, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna come after you and your noise is going to be, did you take some shots at somebody or did you make a big commotion with a, a fight? You know, you might summon the alien then. Um, or, you know, did you go sprinting down a hallway? Cause you might summon the alien then too. But other than that, you know, it, it's not, it's not just wandering around looking for just you. It's looking for anybody to feed on. Like, it's just looking to kill. I do like that you can make med kits with equipment that you find. Yes. That you was can pretty make cool. all sorts of stuff with the equipment you find, not right. just med kits. Smoke bombs and all kinds of stuff. Right. So I've made, like, flashbangs. I've made um, noisemakers. I've made flares. Let's see. Maybe I haven't gotten the plans for flares yet, but I have made one other thing other than the med kits. Cool. I just, I just wish the user interface on that was better. Like I just wish the spin dial, like they, they did a clunky job with that, which I think I read also, they like built their own engine for this game too. Oh really? I think, huh. yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Like they did their own like graphics engine to operate, like the, how the, 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 you know, how the physical properties work in this game, which I didn't really run into a lot of glitchy stuff, but I did run into a few, like there was a floating gun. Oh really? Ran- yeah. In a wow. random door hallway. And I was like, well, that's kind of dumb, but yeah, it, those things happen, and for a game seven years ago, I'm not like it's not one of those things that make it or break it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that was really about the only issue was that one floating gun. I could get over that for sure. You know? Yeah. See, with me, I didn't run anything on an Xbox. Um, I did try to play it on PC because it is on Game Pass Ultimate. Um, so I tried loading it on PC, and I was never able to actually get it to start. It just would not load. Really? Yeah, it wouldn't load whatsoever. So I went ahead. But that and- probably wasn't Alien Isolation's fault. That was probably more of an Xbox. I have no clue. It just, the install didn't work properly. Like it installed, it came up. Like I got the loading screen where you get like the 20th century Fox, which was kind (laughs) of cool. You know, you get the 20th century Fox thing going, but uh, apart from that, it would like halfway cut through there and then it would just go not responding. And I could, no matter what I did, it just didn't do anything. So I just uninstalled it and went back to Xbox. My, My point with doing that was, I wanted to play it on this monitor as opposed to the TV, just because while I do have a 4K TV out there, this has a much better better HDR than my TV does. So I wanted to see if I was to play with something with a little bit more contrast on it, would I be able to see? Because what I noticed while playing on my TV is it, it seemed a bit muddied and dark. I don't know if you got that. Like no, it was really. really super dark for me, no matter what I did. Really? No, yeah. I mean... Not like, I mean, I always turn it up quite a bit on, you know, they always, okay, reveal a little bit of um, dirty secrets. You know how like every game they say like, hey, adjust this until you can barely see it. Yeah. I always just adjust it till I can fully see it. (laughs) (laughs) I very, very rarely say, okay, barely see it. No, because it's always so, whatever I always am playing on. 
You know, yeah. my TV, my TV's junk in the living room. We have got to get a new one. Like it's got some lights going out. Like anytime I'm playing on the thing, that thing's a turd. Like we've got to update it. You know, we got it at wherever, you know, like six years ago it needs updated. But yeah. So, I mean, 90% of the time I, I always turn the brightness practically almost all the way up. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have that issue on this because you have the flashlight, you know, yeah, that you can turn on and off and you get the batteries for it and stuff like, so anytime it was like super dark, I would just kick that thing on. I didn't really have a lot of issues yeah. with that on this game. I'm not a fan of, <laughs> I guess that's my problem is I like the, the fact that you have the flashlight to use. I'm not a fan of using it <laughs> because, is it, okay. Is it because you you're running your, out of batteries or no, it gives away your position. Okay. Yeah. So basically the only time I ever use it is like when I'm in a, in one of the vents. I want to know around. what kind of flashlight that is because what flashlight have you ever used? That burns out batteries in 30 seconds. Dude, I don't know. That is That nuts. should be melting the alien in half. <laughs> you know, it should be a freaking laser, you know, like a shark with laser beams. You know what I mean? Like, that should be a laser for as quick as it's nuking those futuristic batteries. Come on. Right. You find 37 packs of batteries to make it through one hour. I got a flashlight that's been in my drawer for two years that still turns on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't give me that crap. Yeah. I mean, what it's it's to make you have to work harder. That's fine. Whatever, you know. Right. So this beer is going down really smooth. Yeah. I'm about I'm about uh two thirds of the way done with my second one. So yeah, it yeah, definitely I'm, I'm is. Around there. It's this is a good festive beer. It is. Um and it's not like overly pumpkin y, but it has like the right amount of pumpkin flavor to it. It's like agree. I don't know. They 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 definitely nailed this one, I think. As far I as can, a pumpkin ale goes. Dude, I completely agree. Honestly, you should. this is what you should have came down and watched football with me. And <laughs> We should have drank these. <laughs> you know, that's, what, that's what's got to happen. I mean, we still yeah. have plenty of football season left. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, the alien attack. So, you had a very different encounter than I did. You get on the tram. You go through. And that's really, after that, and you move farther into the station, that's where you start to realize, you know, you get the idea from Axel that humans are like a problem on this thing. Yeah. But when you get past the aliens, when you realize like, yeah, you you're in some situations where they're I mean, they're the biggest threat to your yeah. life. And as a as a sci fi alien game, I just that is not what I expected at all. Yeah. So I can't remember if it was right there or is it before that or after that, that you run into the pack of like four or five people that uh, start shooting at you. That's right after that. Right after that. So right yeah, after so you, you make it the through the tram and you, you know, there's a save point and some rewire deals. That I, I didn't even mess with those. I thought I would you wait till. No, because I, I waited because I thought I'll see how much I can do without having to mess with those. Oh, really? So I mess with those constantly. I, I liked playing around with those just to see what they would do. What did they do? So you could get different things to wire up. So depending on what you wanted it to do, you could like turn off the air purification system and it would make the room like really cloudy and steamy so that they would have less visibility to you. Um, you could turn on alarms. You could turn off alarms. Um, you could open access points to doors and stuff. So like um, there would be certain doors that were shut off um, and you would have to restore power to them, but that would be what the way you restore power to them. You could shut off uh, cameras. So like um, you get to a spot where uh, further on a little bit, you get to a spot where there's some working Joes that are actively monitoring a uh, camera that you can shut off because you have to go nice. through the door. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you remember how we talked about like how we're good guys and like we always pick like the, we always try not to do the bad deed, you know? Yeah. So yes, I'm that way, but I also realized I'm another type too, All because right. if, 
if inconvenience or time is a factor, I kind of become not a nice person. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I, I mean, if I could just choose a path and I, I'm on, I have no other choice once I'm on that path, I'm, I always choose the good path. Yeah. You know what I mean? But let's just use that for example. So those four or five people, I tried yeah. to sneak past them once. They shot me a couple of times. I got away. I healed myself. Uh-huh. I went back up. They killed me uh-huh. I, because they saw me again. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what do I do about this? So the second time I went up there, I grabbed the deal, kind of activated like their whole like storyline where they come down the stairs and you know, you're supposed to hide or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure what to do, but one did see me kind of like peeking around the corner, which I love that lean effect that you can do. We didn't really bring that up. So if you hold what one of the triggers and then push your joystick, you can like lean around corners. That's cool as shit, by the way. Yeah, the left bumper and then uh, I think it's left bumper and then your yeah you toggle. Your joystick. I think it's yeah. trigger, but it doesn't really matter. What it is. It bumper does. trigger, whatever it is. So they I kited all five of them around that corner because they knew I was there. Once they saw me, every time one popped around the corner, I beat them to death. Yeah, I beat them to death, and I tried to pick up their gun, which is dumb. You can't pick up their gun, but that's no. fine. Yeah, that was annoying. That was very yeah. annoying. Which I guess it's because there would be an abundance of guns and it'd make it too much of like a shooter. Like, you know what I mean? You wouldn't really ever be doing stealth. You'd probably just shoot your way through the whole game. Mostly if you just had guns at a, you know, an abundance. I don't know. I don't, but I, yeah. that was dumb. They make the the point of getting a revolver like a, a, big, a big thing. Yeah. Right. Which I do. I like that. I just, yeah. you know, there's not really a, a logical explanation for why you can't pick up the other people shooting you in the face as guns, but whatever. No, they don't make a, yeah, they don't, you can actively see it fall to the ground. It's not like they do anything to mask that it was even there, right. uh, which is something that you would see in other games. Like if the, you know, the character, if you can't pick up the gun, it just disappears. Like it doesn't exist when they die. Right. Yeah. 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 Like they, they, they just lump that in with the lump that in with the crappy batteries that last 15 seconds. Yeah. You know what but, I mean? That's whatever. I mean, I, I don't think there was any other way to deal with that section uh, other than that, personally. Uh, I did the same thing, and I'm, but I, I, I'm I'm perhaps a little bit more on the, eh, well, these people just got to die side, um, because I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't take any damage from them. I just walked in there, and they started shooting at me. I popped my head out. They shot at me, and I went and hid. It was like, okay, you're going to shoot at me? Y'all going to die. Right. So. <laughs> you did the, you did the uh, what is that? Um, uh, how, what was that game we played? Empire of Sin. You did the Empire yeah. of Sin thing. <laughs> okay, you had your chance. Now you almost die. Exactly. Going to make a point. Did you get money out of them too? Did you have them running a, <laughs> a story for you or a brewery for you? You know? So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I uh, started using, because at that point you have, or at least uh, you're going to find the uh, maintenance jack which is like the wrench thing, your wrench tool. Mm-hmm. And so I, you, you bang that on the wall and you can like lure them over. And so I banged oh. that on the wall and got one of them to come over. And as soon as she came over, it was like the, the girl, because at first I had like a brother and a sister talking to each other. Yep. 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 And uh, so I got the, I got the sister to come over. And as soon as she came over, like I popped out and just bashed her in the head a couple of times. And uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, that's, I beat, that's I beat all of them to death. I mean, I did, but I, I did a little different. So like, if you go up those, that, the stairs, to yeah. the left, there's that like little table thing over on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I just peeked around that corner once and one saw me and I went, are you kidding me? And they came over to investigate and yeah. I just, I started, and they were like shooting at me. Like someone oh, got yeah. upstairs was shooting at me and got me once or twice, but I had enough med packs created. I just like, after I killed everybody, I just healed. Yeah. Just another day in the office. Yeah. Uh, 
it, it's kind of hard to heal in combat is what I noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it, it takes, it has a delay. You have to hold the button down. Right. Like you can't really do that in combat. Even like switching to your med kit in combat is really hard after you get the revolver because it auto goes back to the revolver. No matter what you have selected, it just goes back to the revolver once you go into combat. I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. Mm, because I ran into a lot of scenarios where I was... So as you go farther into the communication tower where you get into an area where the working Joes don't want you and they become hostile no matter what you do. I died a, a ton to the working Joes more than anything else. Like even the alien. The working Joes really? just beat the shit out of me. Yeah. Because there's just so many of them. Um, until I figured out, okay, well, I just got to run um, and dodge. <laughs> but yeah, they. what I found is that, yeah... You would select the med kit and then it would just automatically toggle back. I'm like, I, I don't want the revolver because I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just trying to well, get away. If you accidentally shoot it, that's going to draw attention. Right. It's too loud to really deal with. So I lit a flare by accident one time. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't like the wheel thing, like how you can't get unequip, unequip things. Right. Because that's, that's the crap that would happen like that. Like I'd light a torch or a flare or whatever. And then I'd be dealing with all these idiots because I lit the flare. Like, get him. You know, like, <laughs> holy crap. I'm not the alien. Like, what are you? I, I'm a human being trying to help you. Like, I can help you guys. Let's get to the ship. And they're like, get him. You know, get right. her. Right. You know, Jimmy Christmas. But, you know, we didn't bring it up, but the game's not online that I saw. No. Um, it's um multi-platform. Yeah. The whole releasing the Switch thing. I could see this being a good game for Switch because the gra- it wouldn't really push the Switch too hard on graphics. It could do this. Definitely this not. This would be a fun yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, difficulty, I think this is the right balance of difficulty. Yeah. And they even say, like, as you go to start your game, like, it, you select your difficulty levels. And I just left it on normal. And the normal is like, uh, it provides a decent challenge, but you may survive. You know, and you go up to the hard and they say hard is the way it's meant to be played. Uh, and its chance of survival is low. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, well, uh, I'm not going to go up to hard because I really don't feel like doing this. But from what I've read online, like, no, really, that's the way the game's meant to be played. Because having that extra pressure from from everything else, like the alien being able to hear you more, everybody else being able to detect you more, it, it just, it, it adds the extra stress and everything to to add on to the fear that the uh, music and the ambiance already has going on for it. So it's the more you ratchet up that that difficulty it just adds to the intensity and the fear factor so it's not so much that it's that much more difficult of a game other than it's just difficult to avoid detection and then combat becomes just death right i mean yeah i mean i get what you're saying i just i just think that like it was a good balance i mean yeah you know what i'm saying it wasn't like i said it comparing you know we're kind of parent it's kind of a crappy comparison, but we're comparing this to like the last one we played, which was Resident Evil 7, and I think it was just like so all over the place, you know what I mean? And then yeah. not, none of it seemed to make a point, like have a reason. Like this game, I just think that did it better. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd be interested to see how they how they stretch this into 20, 20 hours, 18, yeah, plus 18 hours. To, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it really just depends on where the storyline goes. Like, what do they keep, you know, to keep it not getting boring? What keeps coming up? You know, what added stuff comes up as you get farther along? Right. Because if you read online and stuff, like, you know, a flamethrower gets involved at some point, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you yeah. know, that that's cool. And like a motion tracker. So at some point, maybe you get like a tracker on the alien. Well, I don't know. So I got a, so you don't have it, the motion tracker. So I have a motion tracker. So I have a motion tracker. If I hold my right bumper down, uh, I bring up a motion tracker that shows me my objective or the direction I have to go to get to my objective as well as like, it it will tell me if something is moving generally in a a direction out in front of me. I think I just got that and I don't think I messed with it at all. 
Oh, it becomes a big thing. But like, if you play on harder difficulties, it almost becomes what I've heard is or what I've read online is it actually becomes like a dinner bell for the aliens. Like if you use it, it's like just summoning the, the alien oh, because okay. it actually emits a sound. Uh, okay. That's yeah. good to know if I ever play on master difficulty. So if you play on nightmare, yeah, it's, it's almost a liability to use the thing, but that's crazy. Yeah, it, it does guide you to your objectives, uh, which is what I've used it for the most, is you can use it to gu- uh, go to your objectives, and then you can, it actually is kind of cool, because you it, it takes your focus, like your your focus on your camera, because it doesn't take up the full field of vision, but it, it blurs the, the background view, so all you're focused on in your, your fo- field of view is the tracker itself, but then if you hold left trigger, well, you've got that up, you will lose focus on the handheld device and then the rest of the background will come into view so it kind of gives you that what would a person's eyes actually be focusing on if they were looking at this type of effect gotcha and so of your peripheral well yeah so you well you lose it so like if you spend too much time lose looking at that radar you lose your real good vision at the background and you could just run into something even though you're staring at the at the That's thing, if, crazy. If, like if somebody just is standing there, standing still, it's not going to pick it up because there's no motion. So you could just run directly into them. And obviously we both tried it on. Well, you kind of tried it on computer. You were going to. I tried, tried to, to try it. I tried to try it on, on uh, a PC. I, I was on, trying to try. It on. Yeah. I tried to see if I could do my, uh, if it was cross save compatible so that I could play my same save on PC as I had on my Xbox because it's, uh, you know, uh, available on both, but, um, I didn't even get that far. So I can't tell you if you can, uh, hopefully if you play it on PC, you have better luck than I did. You know, and honestly, this is, this seems like so backwards. The storyline's okay so far, but it's actually, which I never would have got, if you would have sat me down before we played this, I never would have guessed this. Because I'm, a, you know, we've talked about this, like, the storyline's what pulls me into most things. I'll deal with a lot for a good storyline. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, it's not that the storyline isn't good, it's just, that's not what's compelling. I actually kind of like no. the setup of the gameplay. Yeah, the story in this is actually kind of sparse. There's not a whole yeah. lot. It's 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 enough. It's really relying on you knowing the movie because so I don't know the movies. I I only know about them tangentially, right? But it's enough that I know enough to feel comfortable playing the game, and that's all I really needed to feel comfortable playing the game because the gameplay itself is enough to draw me in. Um, just that feeling of oh crap, I need to uh, to do this to escape the alien, or I've got to hide here, or whatever I've got to do. You know, that was enough. But the 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 character de- there's not like really character development. There's not a whole lot of characters you come across. You have companions. You I didn't end up meeting up with the two people that tried to board with you. Um, I did meet up with them uh, eventually. Well, that's pretty cool. We didn't really we didn't really mention that, you know. But when you go to when you go to <laughs> cable tie and board the station because you can't hail it, it is you are with two other people. Right. Yeah, you're with two other people. What is it? Samuels and uh, Taylor. Taylor. Or? Yeah, Taylor. And uh, both of them, and I think Samuels is an android as well, like a more advanced android. They don't say it outright. But he doesn't Dude, I feel act. like every one of the freaking alien things have somebody that's an android. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, so I remember seeing the android in the Prometheus, Prometheus movie. And yeah. how good does that actor do as a freaking android? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. freaking nails it, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> how did he not get an Oscar out of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm, ki- I'm not even kidding. Like, that dude deserves some props. He was freaking awesome in that. 
And he's kind uh, of a weird, like sadistic Android, like kind of almost what the uh, working Joes end up being. Yeah. In this he one. fits perfect like, for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would have been perfect in this environment. Yeah. Um, you know, and <laughs> which we don't need to get, we're not a, we're not a movie review podcast, <laughs> uh, because it wouldn't go anywhere. Cause you don't watch movies, but <laughs> on all, <laughs> maybe, right. maybe we need to have a movie review podcast because I could get you to actually watch some movies. Um, I don't think no. I'd watch him. We'd, we'd just fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. We, we probably are failing this one, honestly. <laughs> well, probably, yeah, but that's okay. Um, but no, like that, uh, the storyline of that last movie, I really like the twist that like in the middle or whatever, where you find out the guy acts like he died that owns the company or whatever. And he didn't, he's going there cause he needs, he's hoping you can find something to keep him alive. Cause he's, it's like the Gilgamesh story, you know, like afraid of mortality, wants to be immortal, like doesn't want to die yet. Yeah. That's the whole storyline of why Prometheus, like why they sit, go out there is he's trying to find, you know, some some better technology to keep him alive. Yeah. In all honesty, sir. Yeah. I think we're ready. Yeah. I, I think we're getting there. Yeah. So with the beer, I've already finished both of them. Obviously, Same here. Obviously, they're super good. Like, you know, we talked about the repeat because... I do think that Dragon's Milk, which, like I said, I don't know if it's a palate thing. I don't know if it's something you have to get used to. I was not a fan. It, no, right. The the whole overbearing whiskey part of it or whatever. Yeah. Whereas this, they kind of did the exact opposite. The pumpkin wasn't overbearing. No, it was a good balance. Yeah, it was. It was perfectly blended. I agree. It was delicious. And I don't think we need to go over, you know, it's Michigan. Thanks for New Holland's at, you know, I think that anybody can go back and let, check out our episode. Like we've talked about it before. Um, I will say this, it's four and a half percent alcohol. Yeah, so it's a little lighter. Yeah. Uh, and I will read just a little bit because <clears throat> I think we always kind of do that. And I like to, it's, and I, I may be incorrect about this. And I feel like I can't make it through a podcast without mentioning a couple different things. Uh, one is Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Two is, of course, you know, the word unique. And three is, I always say, it, I could be incorrect about this, but I, and it's almost like a safety label I slap on everything. So this supposedly is like an August 12th, 2019 creation. This whole Ichabod, and I don't know if that's just like that year that they did. Like, you know, I, I would have to think this is older than that, but if it's not, that's fine. So it's a couple of years they've been doing this pumpkin ale. But here, I'll just read this real quick. One of Fall's most legendary pumpkin ales rides again this month with the limited-release batch of Ichabod by New Holland Brewing Company, a West Michigan-based craft brewer and distiller. Ichabod sets the mood for the season with the perfect blend of malted barley, real pumpkin, and bewitching notes of cinnamon and nutmeg for a delicious and inviting brew. The result is an approachable and enjoyable beer with an alcohol content of 4.5%. The brew will be offered on tap in pubs across the Midwest and sold in six-pack cans. Blah, 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 blah. And none of the other stuff. For, oh, and depicts the iconic and spooky Headless Horseman. So that's maybe just the year that this can came out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the brew is actually a little older than that. Uh, I would have to assume. But this is on their actual website, so I'm not sure. But like I said, safety label, slap it up there, you know. Could be incorrect. But <laughs> that's what I'm reading. And the, I'm telling you, dude, the old can looks pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not that this can looks terrible either, though. I right. mean. We talked about that for sure. Like the orange on the copper, it's, I don't know. It just jumps out at me. I really like it. And then like the, like the tribal tree work yeah. around the outside of the uh, flat label there. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy to me 
this was picked so quickly because like I said, after we got into the season and I saw more, you know, cause we picked, we had to pick a couple for the season, which is nice. We got to have three, which, well, the bat squatch was, you know, recommended. I wouldn't say that's a seasonal or a festive beer at all. So we really got one October fest and we got, you know, one pumpkin ale, but there yeah. are so many out there. And, you know, I, I, I always try to avoid whatever brewery I've drank. That's not for the podcast. You know, you came down and we did watch some football and eat some chili, you know, you we did try some seasonal beers for yeah. this, you know for fall, and they were super good too. So, they pick, were. narrowing it down and picking these, you know, fate or whatever. I'm glad it came out this good. I'm really glad as a repeat they kind of redeemed themselves with this because I would I would definitely drink this again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think so. Uh, yeah, I was thinking back to the the stuff that we had when I came down, and I, I'm really liking this one. I, I think those were good, and but they were all such different types of beer because it was a mix pack. Yeah. But these are just a solid drinkable beer. Right. Yeah. It's a beer first. And then like, it's I like, oh, hey, let's let's twist it up with some pumpkin and right. the things that remind you of the pumpkin spice. That yeah. cinnamon and that nutmeg. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. And so I guess what I'm saying is like, ne- I'm, I'm anxious. This is the crazy part. I'm already anxious for next fall, you know, because <laughs> there's so many things I want to review and have on here, you yeah. know, and hopefully we get to do the kind of, I don't know that we're going to get lucky to fall with but putting another three episodes in one month. You know, that's not really what we get to do very often because of our, our hectic lives. But I'm now I'm like excited to, to have another seasonal situation and get to mess with it because there's just so many fall beers now. And now I'm like anxious to try. Yeah. Definitely. All right, sir. Well, as always, I think we kind of let you lead the game. All right. Well. And I, I would, before you start, I would like okay. you to go over, when you give your rating, I, I kind of want, and you don't have to do this every time we record an episode, but I I think because this is our holiday special and, you know, it's like, uh, you know, this is the finale, you know what I mean? Like, the, and this game came out really good. I'm, I'm happy about that. When you give your rating, uh, tell me out of how many, out of something, like how many pumpkins. That's what how we're many do. pumpkins. That'll All fit right. the Ichabod thing. All right. <laughs> so I, I did enjoy this game uh, more than I thought I was going to enjoy this game. And I was actually surprised that it, like even playing back through it, I, I was surprised when I found that it was put out in 2014. I didn't, it didn't feel like a 2014 game, though I could tell it wasn't a, a new game. I just couldn't tell it was like that old. So it doesn't feel like it's as old as it really is. There are some things about it that I definitely don't like. That the scroll wheel to choose your items, that is a big negative. The fact that it kept switching back to my my gun, my revolver, even when I would pick like a med kit, when I'm never going to pull the gun in, in, in the middle of five working Joes, I, I'm just going to try to run and survive. <laughs> Um, it, it just, that seemed, uh, not, not great. Like gameplay wise, the story, like I said, was a little bit underdeveloped, uh, as well. So I don't know how much more they can develop it, but basically you're still going to be just Amanda Ripley looking for any evidence of her mom. I don't know how much more they can really expand on that other than if they start introducing other characters, other people to interact with. Um, I don't get the feeling that they're going to just from the way they've made everybody else feel on the ship. Even the one person I've, I've ran into, you're still isolated from them. Uh, so for me, this one, it's a 7.8 pumpkins out of 10 pumpkins. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a pretty decent game. It's not it's not terrible. And I do re- recommend giving it a shot. I mean, even being an older game, I don't know that you're going to get through all of it um, because it's a long, it's a long, scary game. 
And it's not a short, scary game. I'm curious what the ending would be. Yeah. That's what I'm like trying to figure out is, so especially with what you just said, I haven't really given it a lot of thought, like what, what carries the st- storyline further? Because we know that you're, you know, dealing with crazy ass anarchy humans, androids right. that will kill you on site, and one vicious alien that you just is always kind of on your, you know, on your six, you know, right. you always got to keep a, an eye over your shoulder for it. So you're looking for your mom and you, you know, you're also trying to get off of that station at this point. What, what happens? Is that the end? You get off the station. Is it that simple? You yeah. Find back to your ship. Because if I had to guess the way this series have always gone and I won't, I don't have a big, crazy, elaborate <laughs> theory. Like I always do, you know, <laughs> this one's not that that's what I'm saying. Cause this, I haven't, there's really not enough given, story to, to, to right. pull. That's what I'm saying. Of. It's kind of crazy. I enjoyed this game as much as I started. And like I said, the more I played, the more I enjoyed it. It's yeah. crazy. I did as much as I did because there's not a lot of storyline. It's almost empty. Like this dead, yeah. dead space. It's empty space. It's like crazy. But really the, if I'm to guess how alien and predator and all those kind of go, you get back on your own ship and the alien somehow has laid an egg or a baby in somebody, or it makes it on the ship. And that's, and then boom, right. cut ending. You know, that's like tour. It leaves it open for another one. But 2014, I haven't seen another alien game that I haven't really looked it up, but I haven't seen a sequel. So is there, isn't there, does the game end? I mean, I don't I know. Mean, that's yeah. what I'm kind of curious about that now. Yeah, 7.8, huh? Yeah, 7.8. So did you ever get to the point where you actually get the, you hear, or you get to the flight deck, the flight deck from the Nostromo? Mm-mm. So you get to the flight deck and it's it's corrupted. So you don't actually get anything from it. Oh, no, I did. Yeah, because okay. she freaks out. Yeah. No, I did. I got to that. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. Yeah, she freaks out. Yeah. So like, it was like wasted the- her, her whole entire trip out here. Yep. She was trying to find out what happened to her mom and it's corrupted. Right. Yeah, what a pilot donkey. So where do you go from there? Like, so now she, she won't find anything out from, uh, I mean, can she find anything out about what's happened to her mom? I don't know. But if that was the, her only chance, it doesn't look good. I, I guess, right. you know, I guess there, you know, maybe it was uh, intentionally corrupted and there's backups someplace that's your only, that's your only other option. I mean, they've literally written themselves into a corner with that. Mm, or, or, I mean, that, I mean, this depends on what it's. It's a story. They could do whatever they want with it. So that sure. could be the closing of what you're, why you're there, but that doesn't have to be the only reason you, you're still there. Well, I mean, you're, you're still there. You're, you're there trapped. because now you're trapped, but. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, but. however, you know, so it could end so many different ways, but anyway, I'll go right into mine. And I had the same issue with you. My, one of my, probably my biggest issue was the spin wheel. Yeah. I didn't rate it real high for like a storyline, which it wasn't, it was the almost the exact opposite of when we did the summer end cap and did Assassin's Creed where that storyline was like freaking bananas. And I loved it. This was almost the opposite. It's not really what pulled me. I mean, not the and I mean the initial plot, like space, I'm a nerd, you know, like I love the sci-fi stuff. So that got me wanting this game to win for, you know, like that's why I wanted it to win so bad. Sci-fi is like my jam, but the, the actual storyline in space isn't what kept me coming. That kept me wanting to play more. So I would say it's, and this is happening more and more lately. And I think that's so odd, sir. I'm a 7.5. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Yeah. Good old yeah. jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> uh, that's, that's where I land. I mean, it's like, it's just a solid 77.5. I mean, it's 75 out of a hundred. It's just like, right. Worth playing, especially free, even seven years old, worth playing, especially around now with Halloween and everything else. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about letting Zariah and uh, Shay try it out. I mean, they, 
they act like they're ready, and this is a good one to let. You, well, I mean, you know what I'm talking about being scared. Like they act yeah. like they're ready for something scary, but I know for a fact if they play Resident Evil Seven, they'd poop their pants. Right. So this one, there's not a whole lot. So there's not a whole lot of stuff that actually happens. It's the feeling that the game gives you that something is gonna happen. Like right, it makes you feel like you're constantly in danger, but you're not always in danger. Right. Exactly. But that I mean, the gameplay and the music carry this thing a lot farther than it really should go in my opinion it, the the story doesn't really do much for it but and it's like a it's like the core plot like the idea that you're stuck on a ship in space is awesome they nail it with that because that's a simple simple idea but everything around that isn't i mean they don't do it fantastic yeah you know I, what i'm I saying agree. Yep. So, I mean, because I'm I'm interested in that I, that concept. You you just throw at me, try to board this station, end up trapped on this ship. You've got me sold right there. <laughs> but everything after that, they didn't really give a lot of filling to it. Not yet, and maybe it'll change. But you know, for a scary game, they do. I think they do a pretty good job. So yeah, so I'll stick with my seven point five pumpkins. Yeah. And like I told you, I'm not a big pumpkin fan. So the fact that I like this beer so much is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> I definitely enjoy this beer as well, man, though. It's, but I don't think, I think it's because it is not so much pumpkin and it is mostly just beer with the right amount of pumpkin. Do you eat pumpkin pie? I do. I love pumpkin pie. You, dude, I don't care how much whipped cream stuff you put on or whatever it is. You I don't still have don't. Pu- yeah. Whatever, whatever the topping is. I don't, dude, I don't no. eat any of that stuff. I'm not a pumpkin pie person at all. Not even a little. Really? Oh, there's yeah. nothing for me. Yeah. So <laughs> weird. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> for me. That's what I'm saying. So the fact that I like this is kind of a thing because. Yeah, nope, don't like pumpkin pie. It's not that it's, and I don't have like an aversion to it. I don't like hate pumpkin pie. I just, no part of me says that that should take up room in my stomach. Cool. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't outweigh, <laughs> it doesn't outweigh anything else. If you're like, hey, here's a, you know, a cardboard, a wet piece of cardboard, you know, and or here's a pumpkin pie. It's the exact same to me. Like I just don't, does nothing huh. at all. Wow. Don't care. See, I like pumpkin pie over most pies because pumpkin pie is not like overly sweet. It's usually a pretty mild, spicy pie. Dude, so. give me a cobbler and I have to have a, a scoop of vanilla ice cream with it or I don't want it. Yeah. Well, that's I'm not like, a desserts guy, man. Like, yeah. if, if my options are I only can eat a dessert, sure, I'll take like a blackberry cobbler with a scoop of vanilla ice cream to kind of balance out the, you know, the, the flavors. Uh-huh. Other than that, if you're like, my options are unlimited, give me a taco, a burrito, or a steak. <laughs> Yeah. If they're like, you can have dessert or you can have another steak, I'm going to choose another steak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no interest in the sweet side, man. And I'm pretty sure I've always been that way, too. Like, even when I was a kid, I remember, dude, I even remember being a kid, my mom being like, hey, you know, you want a cake for your birthday? And I'd be like, no. She's like, what do you yeah. want? I'm like, spaghetti. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, that's that was like, you could ask my mom that. Not even kidding you. That's how I was. But all right, nice. so let's move on to the beer, which sounds like we're both pretty positive about it. Definitely. So pick this one up. I knew that Dragon's Milk was like a subset to New Holland, right? Yeah, but it's but, still the same company. Right. It's still, still branching down. It's under the same umbrella, right? Yeah, for sure. So when I grabbed this one, I, I don't remember because it's been a while, but I don't remember really thinking about that a whole lot. I knew it kind of, I knew New Holland sounded familiar, but I just kind of liked the fact that it was called, you know, Ichabod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I do like Sleepy Hollow and I do like that kind of stuff. So, and so we grab this beer and it ends up being this repeat thing, you know, where we get to, for the first time in our podcast, revisit a brewery kind of. Yeah. And not planned. It kind of redeemed itself. It, I would it try did. more New Holland stuff for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, but 
So we even said that when we reviewed the Dragon's Milk, we had said, I think there's so many other things from New Holland we should probably try other than what yeah. we did try with their Dragon's Milk Reserve. Yeah. That Dragon's Milk, Milk Reserve was just... A shot of whiskey with, it, it, with about a spoonful of beer on it. It wasn't our jam. That's no. for sure. Um, but there are other things that they do put out. This proves it that could be right up our alley. And I mean, if you're not a pumpkin guy and you did find this enjoyable, that proves that they have the ability to put out some good beers Absolutely. because they mix some pumpkin with a beer and, and put out something that you, you'll, you'll drink. So I'll, I'll take that. Right. I, I saved that third one. I saved that third one for Bailey. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think she, I think she's gonna like it too. Honestly, I saved that third one for me for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brady wants nothing to do with it unless it's a sour, bro. She don't want in on that, <laughs> right? <laughs> nothing to do with that. We learned that. Which, which, honestly, I feel bad. So it worked out. Uh, you know, I didn't bring it up in, when we recorded that episode, but in all honesty, I didn't, I didn't know I was going to work that out so well. I thought it was awesome because it was the, her friend that recommended the bat squatch. Yeah. You know, and then we got to do that with her on the episode. It just worked out so well, you know, off such little, like kind of planning, it, it kind of fell into place, you know, perfectly. Right. But, the, but here's the one thing that it didn't land on very well is that of all beer to try to get Brandy to drink, IPA is at the <laughs> tail end. Oh Yeah. You Definitely. know what I mean? So I yeah. kind of feel bad for her. Sorry, Brandy. I still love you. I apologize. <laughs> I'll find a better sour for when the next time you come on. Maybe we'll do like a cranberry sour for like a winter one. I don't know. We'll find something that maybe she'll be tailored more to Brandy for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to say right now, this is a uh, 8.7 skeletons for me. Oh, skeletons, eh? Mm-hmm. All right. I, I'm feeling the, the eights as well for me. M mine's not quite as high, uh, but I am feeling the, the eights. I had it down and I wrote this down. I had 8.4 skeletons down for me. Um, mine was, you know, I think this was a perfect blend. I, you know, we tried the, the other pumpkin uh, drinks this weekend. And I think this was, uh, it, even though those were different styles all across the, the, the range, I think this one was like, I think this one kicked it up a little bit more than those. And I, I think that came from the pack that we tried came from a different brewer uh, that we have a little bit more fondness for. Mm -hmm. And I think this one beat it. Uh, beat those. I mean, it was a different... And, I, and those are all different styles. And one of yeah. those styles is definitely our style. Yeah. So I, I would say if you were going style to style, I mean, cause we're going to avoid the brewery name cause yeah. you're, I am biased and I do love that brewery. Right. Uh, you know, and it's not local, which is usually what I'm in love with is some of the local ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, that stout to me, and I, I yeah. bought another pack. That stout's amazing. I don't know how New Holland would take a stout pumpkin and do it. No. Uh, maybe they would kill it even better. I don't know. Maybe it'd be a banger. I don't really know. <laughs> But That's this that? was a freaking banger. <laughs> yeah, I love that word now. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where everybody says it. And you're like, why are they saying that? And then you get, say it once and you're like, okay, I'm going to keep saying that now. <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm saying? Like that's Anyway, beside the point, yeah, it's uh, if you took this one versus all four of those, yeah, this I would rate this one higher than all four of those. On its, you know, if you're not factoring in that they're different styles. Just pumpkins. You're, you're like just, just going with seasonal beers. beer. Yeah. 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 Se this seasonal pumpkin were, styles. A couple of those probably hit the eights, but not like this did for me. No. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I so would agree well with that. So well balanced. So well yep. balanced. 
it it wasn't just a pumpkin drink. It was like it was a beer first, and then pumpkin and the spices that reminded you of pumpkin. And the spices weren't like super strong; they were just there enough on the back end. Like that's what I noticed the most. I got the pumpkin when I was drinking the beer, and then on the back end, as I was finishing the the drink, as I swallowed, I I would get the little bit of spice. You're all about uh, that swallowing, aren't you? Sure. <laughs> but, but on the back, you know, you would get that spice, you know, that you're, you're familiar with, with anything pumpkin, that cinnamon, that nutmeg, just a little bit of spice that, that just reminds you of everything pumpkin. Yeah. So it, it was really well done. I, I, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a lot more than that. Right on. Well, and there's our ratings. Yeah. So if you're ready, sir, I'm going to take us out on this one. Alrighty, you go for it, man. Which, you know, is different for us. Usually you're the you're the beginning and ending, <laughs> you know, which I like. But there's a reason for this. For sure. So definitely. I will talk about it very briefly because I feel like we've definitely yacked enough tonight. So of all the support we've had, which has been quite a bit, I feel like, especially, you know, um, emotional support, whatever, time, giving us time to do this stuff, whatever, you know. Uh, we've had support. But my boy, Jonathan Ridenauer, has purchased a game for both of us to play and he did it a while back and we had the Halloween stuff going on and it almost would have fit the theme and we kind of struggled with that how we'd work it in yeah and you know we won't go into details about the Blizzard situation but Blizzard had an issue too you know and so we were up in the (laughs) air about how we would do this but my boy Ridenauer gave me this badass monitor and bought us both copies of Diablo 2 the which what is it like revisited redone whatever because that's the new thing it's Reborn. the remaster of Diablo Re- 2, yeah. Right. And I remember playing that game in high school, and so yeah. it kind of has some nostalgia, and I think he's the same way. He put a lot of hours into it. That's why he he actually has listened to all... He binged when I first got him to start listening. He binged like our first five episodes, and he's super blunt, which I like, so he was like, hey, you need to do this better. Try this better. I'm like, dude, right on. I'm going to try that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he's he's kind of been on our side for a while now through you know uh, advice, everything. And so we're going to do Diablo 2, and I cannot think of a better one to pair with it than... This devil-looking black IPA, which so I'm getting the feeling, and I haven't looked into a lot. It's Stone Brewery. It's a freaking stout and an IPA. Like how much more dark and sinister can you get? This would have fit the <laughs> Halloween theme almost. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but it didn't get worked in, and that's okay. So we'll just you know bleed into this little uh, what do you call that? Like uh, leftovers. So you know <laughs> we'll have some little Halloween leftovers on Diablo two and and. Stone Brewery's Black IPA, which I'm telling you what, that's going to be something else. I'm not even sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I've. Uh, that's uh, that's a very interesting uh, Black IPA. I can't even imagine, dude. That's going to be sinister, to say the least. I, I can't for sure. I can't fathom what that's going to actually be like. Especially with Diablo too. I mean, you, sinister is one thing with Diablo, and then yeah. And then trying to smash a a stout IPA. For sure. (laughs) Bonkers, dude. It's going to be bonkers. But I can't wait. And I will just talk about a little bit before we uh, fully wrap this up. You know, and so guys, we really liked our seasonal stuff. I think, I mean, I speak for both of us. We both had a lot of fun kind of giving a seasonal taste to this. So you can expect in the future there will be more, you know, because there are Christmas type beers. There are winter beers. uh, And then we'll get right back into summer beers. So we're going to have you know, some different stuff. And guys, if you have recommendations, if you have comments about how, you know, any of our stuff, our content, feel free to email, feel free to message us on our Facebook page. Uh, we're always available. I'll get the message when I wake up sometime or another. So, or while I'm working and I will get back to you, uh, as soon as possible. So if you like drinking or you like gaming, 
Join us next time on The Monologue.